This episode of Weekly Weird News is sponsored by Bespoke Post and by Athletic Greens. This show started getting a little too political for some viewers a long time ago. Can we stick to gaming, guys? Uh, roughly, it was like the lead up to the 2016 election. Yeah. So, uh, seven years ago. And why was that? It was Trump, obviously. The yeah. man is extremely weird. And with his ascension, right-wing politics in general also became increasingly bizarre. It has continued to be bizarre even after Trump's loss in 2020, but in a slightly more desperate way. And desperation is clearly a turnoff for normal voters in this country, as evidenced by the recent midterm election results, where they said, yeah, you're getting a little too weird with it. I don't know about this Blake Masters guy. Getting some weird vibes. Just going to say no. Yeah. But Trump has never, never been one to take no for an answer. It's been documented. He's changed a couple no's to yeses. Yeah, he's already officially mounting his big comeback, and it is starting off even more weirdly than last time, if you can believe it. Uh, Coming down a golden escalator, that's old, played out. Yeah. Uh, Now, it is very weird, but to be clear, it's also really scary considering some of the people that Trump has chosen to surround himself with this time around. Um, If you thought it was bad before, wait till people are uh, desperate or the most extreme parts of the party that are still willing to uh, help shape his aspect on life. Uh, Yeah, but the people that he's surrounding himself with now can best be described as just straight up fascists and not in the everyone I disagree with is a fascist way, but like literally fascist. And and we'll get to Nick Fuentes (laughs) and what a weird little Nazi freak he is in a minute. But first, we need to talk about Kanye. We're not going to bother recapping everything that's happened in Kanye world over the last month or so. But in short... He said a bunch of things that have been widely perceived to be anti-Semitic and anti-Black. Uh, he's refused to apologize or tone down his rhetoric one bit. And in the process, he's lost friends, uh, technically family, fans, opportunities, and a shitload of money. So what better time than now for Kanye to again declare his candidacy for president of the United States? If Trump can do Let's it, go. why not Kanye? Yeah. yeah. Look, he's got his own logo and everything. It's a cool logo. It's got a kind of vaporwave vibe. Uh, yeah. I would think the vaporwave would be played out by now, but uh, who am I? He's bringing it back. Yeah. Uh, so Kanye announcing his presidential run right after Trump, who Kanye is a big fan of, just declared his own intentions to run. Seems a bit illogical, but Kanye's a weird guy. Not everything he does is all that logical. And this week, we got several new detailed examples of what a weird guy he is, thanks to a Rolling Stone article featuring current and former Yeezy and Adidas staffers describing what it was like to work for Kanye. It's a great article. Uh, The opening paragraph really draws you in right off the bat. A hush fell over the factory sample room in Qingwan, China, as Kanye West examined the prototypes of his latest Yeezy sneakers on display before him. Decision makers from Adidas and members of his entourage waited intently for his feedback when, according to two people who attended the August 2017 meeting, West began to yell that the Yeezys were not yet up to his standards, then approached a senior female employee. The attendees say West looked down at his foot, stared up at the woman, and told her, I want you to make me a shoe I can fuck. Okay, uh, yeah, so uh, another, sir, this isn't that type of factory, uh, first of all. The the Fleshlight factory is just down the river, but we can get you there. I mean, no one's ever done it. No one's ever made a shoe that you can fuck. In retrospect, seeing that wraparound sandal shoe with all the holes in it, it kind of looks like he could at least fuck that if he tried hard enough. Yeah. Anyways, another employee quoted later in the article says that during a job interview, Kanye told the job candidate, 
We create products of passion. I literally want to fuck my shoes. That's how good they are. So I would fuck these shoes if I could, but we haven't figured it out yet. It sounds like someone who is... I uh, keep telling them, just put a hole in there, and they're like, no, sir, it's not ready. It's a feature, goddammit. Uh, it does sound someone like uh, like someone who is uh, like suppressing, weirdly suppressing their foot fetish and doing it in a roundabout way that doesn't admit what they're actually into. No, I'm into. not a weirdo like those foot fetishists. I just want to be able to fuck a shoe. Yes, if you think... A the, shoe of my own design. The foot is beautiful. Wait till you see what that thing slides into nice yeah. and easy. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that same employee also told Rolling Stone that Kanye talked a lot about wanting to design a shoe that was basically a flashlight. Wow! The employee recalls West making similar statements to colleagues about a shoe into which West or a Yeezy consumer could ejaculate. Quote, not a sex toy sneaker, but something that you were so into that you would want to have an intimate relationship. At least 10 separate times. He'd be like, literally, fuck. He would be very clear on what that meant. <laughs> He, keeps, is, he just keeps bringing it up. How are we doing on the the uh, the shoe that I can fuck while we're here? No. Well, I want I want results next time. The, this yes, is sir. also like this is some genius uh, big brain move because when you give out vague uh, uh, directions to people who are smarter than you and they do actually create something based off of your wild assumptions, then you can say that that was exactly what you thought of, and you're the genius. Yeah. So it's kind of brilliant in a way, but also I kind of get him in the sense that like this dude is so weird that in his brain, he's like, he can see it. He can see it and he knows how he wants to feel, but that's all he can say. And he wants the people who can actually design things to do the rest of the work. But I think he literally wants to fuck the shoe. Absolutely. He wants to ejaculate into the, he, I, I he's think like, he made himself clear. You've seen the shoe box on 4chan. Well, we're going to make the shoes that go inside it. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, much of the rest of the article is about just how much porn Kanye would watch on the job, and it was a lot of porn. Former Yeezy and Adidas staffers and creative collaborators claim that he played pornography to Yeezy staff in meetings, discussed porn, and showed an intimate photograph of Kim Kardashian in job interviews. Sir, we've all seen it. <laughs> and showed an explicit video and photos of Kardashian, as well as his own sex tapes, to Yeezy team members. Wow. Uh, it, it continues. West transplanted Yeezy from Nike to Adidas in late 2013. A few months later, he invited a rising creative, whom he'd only met once over the phone, to his Tulum, Mexico-inspired home in the Hollywood Hills. The creative was excited about a potential collaboration and recalls West, within minutes of stepping into the living room, beckoning them to check out his laptop. Instead of anything resembling work, however, the collaborator claims West had hardcore pornography on the screen. He showed me the video of Francesca Lee, a buff porn star with a strap-on dildo fucking another girl in the ass, the former collaborator tells Rolling Stone. He's like, what do you think of it? Not laughing at all. Two other creatives, including one associated with Yeezy's earlier years, claim West had also shown them pornographic videos, including homemade sex tapes of West engaging in sexual activities with women. Um, <clears throat> the description of the porn that he's showing this creative uh, sounds like something he was rumored to have enjoyed with uh, oh, that's right with Julia Fox I believe or no no no, no. it was it was a, it was way earlier than way that. earlier than that it yes. was uh, that that uh, bald lady I can't remember her name Amber Rose can't say bald anymore um, but uh, well that you should know follicular challenged she shaved her head as a fashion statement she was bald <laughs> um, anyway Amber Rose I believe but yeah that was fingers a in for a the while. booty ass bitch yes she called it yeah. Anyway, here's more from the article. Shortly after accepting a top position with Yeezy, a former senior employee claims they were warned by two Adidas executives about West's peculiarly passionate idiosyncrasies. The employee remembers one Adidas vice president saying, hey, 
just so you know, there's going to be this whole porn reference thing and a second executive saying, it's going to catch you off guard the first time. I think he does it to catch people off guard. The senior employee says, Wes did indeed catch Yeezy staff by surprise. We would be in a meeting and he'd be talking to you and he'd rattle off in his laptop to play a porn video. The employee tells Rolling Stone and he's like, I know it's uncomfortable, but I kind of need this in the background to keep me focused. And you'd be like, uh, okay. The former senior employee claims to have seen West play porn videos in meetings at least five times. Uh, yeah, uh, first of all, wild, crazy, also extremely problematic. Yeah, they, Adidas is now, they've launched an investigation, it's like, you already severed ties, like, there's nothing you, more you could do, really. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, this is shit you should have, uh, maybe... Yeah, I'm sure at the time, but the money was coming in, so you didn't care. I'm sure there were probably conversations that were run up the ladder at some point. But when it's Kanye West and you're Adidas and it's like, he is Yeezy. I mean, what are you going to do? That's, uh, you know, you got to got to watch a bunch. You got to make a a lot of cum to to sell sneakers. It also makes sense why he flipped the switch so drastically into being what he is now, which uh, or has been uh, leading up to this point, this which is extremely religious. He hasn't busted in like three years now. This is exactly the behavior crazy. of like An crazy, <laughs> yeah, no, crazy Christian people. Yeah, the Mike Lindell. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, Kanye's porn obsession, which he himself has publicly referred to as an addiction, was apparently cured a few years ago thanks to Kanye replacing porn with Christianity. Like, like we said, it, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. This is a pattern, and even being more of a weirdo about it than he was about jacking off, though. So clearly an addictive personality here, regardless of what it is, Yeah. Uh, which it, it does align him somewhat with a guy who otherwise doesn't really seem to have that much in common with Kanye, Nick Fuentes. Nick Fuentes is, among many other things, an incel, and he's not only not a fan of porn, but he takes it even further by insisting that his closest followers abstain from sex altogether, and once boasted about searching a fellow extremist's room with a blacklight to find any semen stains. Uh. Gonna have to do this, sorry. So according to Nick Fuentes, having sex with women is gay. I mean, there. this is a common thread in like fascism where like you are so misogynistic that you're like, it's actually super like gay and beta to have like a girlfriend or a wife. Like, cause that, that kind of make, that kind of turns you into a woman. Actually, the manliest thing you can be is um, extremely gay, like the warriors of Sparta. Yes. There was an entire branch of the early German Nazi party that was like, Weird gay dudes yep. who uh, saw themselves that way. Uh, they didn't last very long, if you can believe it. Turns out that that didn't really align with what Hitler was going for, but they were very useful, yeah. at least at first. Um, but yeah, anyway, who is this Nick Fuentes guy? I don't think we've ever talked about him before because... Yeah. Why? Uh, why, but... I, so he's 24 years old, and he is the head of what is called the Gripers. Are named after a weird, gross variation on the Pepe cartoon where Pepe is like morbidly obese. I don't know. Don't ask me to explain. Yeah. Their, their motto is America First, um, which also has, you know, it's great throwback to previous movements in America that were also openly fascist. And uh, but this time they're basically a group of mostly Gen Z weirdos who are so openly white nationalist, anti-Semitic, racist and homophobic that even CPAC banned Fuentes and his followers back in 2020. It's basically a bunch of kids who joined their high school or college's conservative club, and all the, everyone else in the club found them way too weird for them. Yeah, and that, like, specifically, <laughs> I've heard it described as, uh, you know how, like, 
people look at 4chan, it's like extremely racist and the worst shit in the world, but then everyone's like, oh, but everyone's joking. Well, this kid took it extremely seriously and believes all of it. Yeah. Yeah, you show up to your, your university's Turning Point USA club, and you're like, when are we going to talk about no fap? Yeah. When are we going to talk about no fap? He's taken uh, all of the extreme views online and actually distilled it into a human being. Yeah. Yeah. A very reprehensible, weird. Yeah. Like, you watch his videos, and he... I don't. I, I've seen him posted on Twitter. He is not... He does not have stage... He's, he's a dweeb. He doesn't... I'm like, you watch this, and you're like, why would seemingly thousands of people see this guy as, like, the leader of their movement? Because it's fucking weird. Even being able to speak in public is a huge <laughs> yeah. leg up. I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Fuentes uh, spends plenty of time in his online broadcasts promoting fascism, doing slurs, and denouncing what he sees as left-wing degeneracy. But he also directs a lot of his attacks at popular mainstream conservative commentators like Ben Shapiro and Charlie Kirk, who he and his fellow gripers see as cucked. He would prefer that the American right do more to fully embrace fascism. And as an example, uh, here's Nick Fuentes outside CPAC a few years back, announcing to his fans that he's about to go give a speech at a nearby event that is definitely not associated with CPAC. Have a look. We're doing a press conference at five o'clock PM at the Sheridan Hotel, which is like across the street. I'll be giving my most unchanged speech ever. I'm, I'm off of Twitter. I have nothing to lose. <laughs> so this is going to be the most racist. Whoa! He's saying it. He, again, just not like, oh, oh, he's a fascist. Like, he's a fucking fascist. Yeah, like... Just the, listen to things he himself says. The coded language was years ago for Fuentes. Yeah. It is, it is pretty blatant at this point. Uh, Nick Fuentes is very popular among a certain corner of the far right, the openly fascist corner, but it's unclear how popular he really is. He's got some high-profile fans like Marjorie Taylor Greene, but he's also been banned from every major platform for a while, so it would be hard for the average person to even find his stuff if they weren't already looking for it. Uh, still, simply Googling his name brings up pages upon pages of evidence that this weird kid is basically the leader of a hate group. So it was a bit surprising to see that not only did Nick Fuentes have dinner with Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago this week, but did so alongside Kanye West. And it sounds like it was an eventful dinner. Here's NBC News. You know smell crazy in there. The source familiar with the dinner conversation said the dinner grew heated after Ye, who announced another run for president in 2024 on Thursday, asked Trump to be his running mate. <laughs> Trump then began insulting Ye's ex-wife, Kim Kardashian, according to the source and a video that Ye posted to Twitter on Thanksgiving Day recounting the dinner. At a certain point, the conversation turned tense and Trump began making his critical remarks about Ye's ex, Kardashian. That's the mother of my children, Ye protested, according to his video debrief. Trump then grew animated about Ye challenging him. You're not gonna win. You can't beat me, Trump told Ye, the source said. Nick, 
You work for the guy. And just because you work for him, you're going to tell him he can beat me? You just got finished telling me I was the best president ever. Yeah, he said in his video debrief that Trump was angry. When Trump started basically screaming at me at the table telling me I was going to lose, I mean, has that ever worked for anyone in history? The rapper said. I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Trump. You're talking to Yay. Uh, what a meeting of the minds. A real fucking meeting of the minds. I love it. But I, look, the one thing that I can say about all this is despite everything about Kanye West that is so unlikable, the one thing is that he has a natural reaction to defend his children and the mother of his children, which I think at least shows, shows some shred of humanity left inside of him. Right. But it's also it's a weird thing where he uh, does still kind of seem to think that Kim's going to take him back any day. And it's that kind of thing where like, I guess, but uh, look, at least that's the reaction. Yeah. I mean, at least he's defending her. Yeah, At least he's not piling on top of the mother of his children, which honestly, I wouldn't be surprised by. So this is one little thing. I mean, he kind of did that (laughs) in, in trying. He thought in his brain he was defending Kim and his kids by constantly insulting her relationship with uh, Skeet. Uh, oh, okay, okay, yeah. Skeet Davidson, whereas, like, the the result is, like, this was not... They didn't see it as him protecting them. Yes, of as, course. Uh, yeah. terrorizing them. I guess it's just, like, when you've seen someone for, like, 20 years, you just really hope the best for them and want them to snap out of it, but it seems like he's too far gone. I mean, this... Meeting with Fuentes and Trump at Mar-a-Lago is, uh, you know, you can't really come back from that. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, we can't really paint the full picture. Obviously, it would take too long. But, like, Nick Fuentes, I mean, there's just mountains of evidence of this guy being just just the fucking weirdest little freak for years. And Mm -hmm. to imagine, like, even, even like, two or three years ago when Kanye was off the deep end but still... Still selling out stadiums. Plausible deniability. Picturing that Kanye hanging out with, like... (laughs) the number one like Gen Z Nazi on the internet is like would have sounded insane. But like at this point, it's like, oh, yes, sure. Seems seems like something 2022 (laughs) Kanye would do. Sure. He's gone. And yeah, sure. Donald Trump would have both of them over for dinner. Sure. Put that on your bingo card. Fuck it. So it sounds like things didn't go great, which is to be expected when you show up for dinner at the former president's house and then ask him to be your VP (laughs) right after he declared his own run for presidency. That's like the biggest diss, which is awesome. Yeah, I actually love this. and It's uh, a bunch of, like, chest puffing. I do, and, like, I I swear to God, like, for Trump, it's like, he's happy to have Kanye cheerleading him, but the second, the second a black man asks Trump to, like, be his number two, it's like, that's when the, the racism finally comes to the surface. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, luckily, I would uh, never. Luckily, Kanye has been uh, conditioned to uh, also be racist over the past couple of months. I mean, slavery was was a choice. That's what he says. uh, Yeah, yeah, it sounds like this was uh, a best case scenario, I guess. Just a bunch of people uh, potentially hurting their own presidential runs by arguing with each other about who should be. They should all start a podcast together. Uh, Potentially horrible consequences, but fascinating nonetheless. I would want to hear it. Yeah, it could. I mean, the way things are going, it would probably uh, a million people would love it and be tr- directly inspired by it, which would be bad. Yeah. But I'd still be very curious to hear what kind of fucking conversation these three very strange people. Yeah, because otherwise we have. just have the one sided conversation. I mean, to be fair, most of this is based on uh, what Kanye has said about the meeting in a video posted to Twitter, which also seems to reveal that in addition to Nick Fuentes, Milo Yiannopoulos is also helping Kanye with his run for president. 
Quite the dream team. Add, add Milo to the podcast. Now we got... Uh, and now Kanye is technically in the orbit of... Uh, of uh, I mean... Jack uh, Berkman and Jacob Wall. He's oh, in that orbit well, because of Milo. Oh, my God. There, There is potential for a crossover. They might have missed each other, like... Ships passing barely, in the night. yeah. But yeah, yeah. Uh, it is funny that like Milo is now. I guess he thinks he's making his comeback. Uh, we'll see how successful it is. But like his whole thing, his whole reason for being successful the first time around in like 2015 was like he's like I'm super fucking gay and I'm conservative. Like what? Yeah, uh, and, and uh, I'm gonna tell you what I think about Gamergate. Yeah, yeah, and now he claims to be like formerly gay. Which is not a thing. Well, he's really. like a completely reactionary figure who goes with the tide of what's but going like, to bring him. The like, whole reason people used him in the first place was like, well, he's gay and he agrees with me. Yeah. So how can I be homophobic? But he says he's not gay anymore, even though he clear. I, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, but yeah, it doesn't. It literally doesn't matter. This is the guy who literally before Gamergate happened was talking about how gaming was ruining dudes. And then immediately Gamergate happens and is like, uh-huh, I know yeah. I can uh, get a little... Uh, there's there's no real Milo. There's no real Milo Like, if you go back to, like, 2012, when he was just a, like, journalist for, like, Business Insider or some shit, just, like, writing the most level-headed, like, boring articles. Yeah. And then two, three years later, he's just... He went under the tutelage of Steve Bannon. Yeah. Who Nick Fuentes hates. Also thinks is a cuck. None of this makes sense, I, and it doesn't need to because they're all just using each other. The, yeah, but like the weird, like the alliances and the it's it's a fascinating. It's a, th- this is a very serious example of it, but this is the same type of bullshit that happens in fucking high school. It's the same type of shit that happened a month ago with all those fucking Twitch streamers. It's yeah. all just like <laughs> everyone's just using each other, and that's how all this drama happens. If you don't fucking hang out and do this stupid shit. I love it. Yeah. This has so much potential for more drama. I mean, Kanye's already starting drama by uh, coming to Trump's house and insulting him to his face. Yeah. And then Trump insulting him back. Um, Look, fun to watch. Uh, dangerous implications. Sure. Yeah. I guess. But Anyways. again, I feel like most normal people see this shit and they're just like, uh, no. No, thank you. Yeah, I'd feel a little more worried if the midterms didn't go the way they did because yeah. it does seem that the more extreme sides of even the GOP are... Uh, heavily uh, pushed back against yeah, by most uh, people. It's what Felix Biederman calls uh, the nor- normal whites do not, they, they find it weird that you're obsessed with like <laughs> litter boxes and bathrooms yes. and schools and stuff. They, they they just find that weird. They are not... It's like the opposite of the ratchet them. effect. Yeah. <laughs> the white... Like, uh. like the only thing that can overpower the ratchet is like a, just normal white people. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> no, I'll just go for Biden. Actually, I think it was better before when I... <laughs> you know, yeah. I think we should go back. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Nick Fuentes doesn't have many supporters among mainstream Republicans or even MAGA Republicans. So hosting an open white nationalist for dinner at Mar-a-Lago has been seen pretty much across the board as a weird, unforced error by Trump, especially since it happened right after all his major midterm endorsements failed and after his speech declaring his candidacy was deemed low energy by even his own supporters. So Team Trump is doing some damage control. Uh, Here's the New York Times. During the dinner, according to a person briefed on what took place, Mr. Fuentes described himself as part of Mr. Trump's base of supporters. Mr. Trump remarked that his advisors urge him to read speeches using a teleprompter and don't like when he ad-libs remarks. Mr. Fuentes said Mr. Trump's supporters preferred the ad-libs, at which Mr. Trump turned to the others, the person said, and declared that he liked Mr. Fuentes, adding, he gets me. (laughs) In a statement on Friday, Mr. Trump said, Kanye West very much wanted to visit Mar-a-Lago. Our dinner meeting was intended to be Kanye and me only, but he arrived with a guest whom I had never met and knew nothing about. The statement said nothing about Mr. Fuentes' views. 
In a post later Friday on his social media website, Truth Social, Mr. Trump said that Mr. West unexpectedly showed up with three of his friends whom I knew nothing about. He said the dinner took place with many members present on the back patio. The dinner was quick and uneventful. Then they left for the airport. Early Friday evening, Mr. Trump made a third attempt at defending himself, saying that Mr. West had sought business advice from him, expressed no anti-Semitism, and I appreciated all the nice things he said about me on Tucker Carlson. Why wouldn't I agree to meet? I also, I didn't know Nick Fuentes. That's uh, pretty telling. To be clear, I don't, I don't know anything about him. Uh, never heard of him, but I don't know the guy. Pretty telling, especially from Team Trump, to apologize multiple times, or at least try apologize. to apologize. Well, no, 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 make sense of uh, or, or or distance himself from it, right. because uh, and this is almost like on the level of like the David Duke thing. Like I don't know him, but I heard he says nice things about me. But it's like everything he's saying, like the, all the reasons for distancing yourself from Nick Fuentes are also reasons to distance yourself from Kanye, Kanye West. West. Yeah, yeah, it's strange. <laughs> also, a, uh, a a glaring self-admission that the security protocols around Mar-a-Lago are non-existent. They're not even Googling the people who are like getting guests. No, passes. just whoever wants to come and it, it can sit at a table with the president and the president, by, an, by his own admission, has no idea who this person is. Yeah, it does. It does paint a picture of how one might uh, get into such a place and and, uh, it, <laughs> and do such. This is what things. Baffles, baffles me. It's like Fox or like Newsmax or whatever just sees it and they're like, well, obvi- well, he didn't know him. And it's like, okay, so what was the fucking person doing yeah. at the residence? How did he get in there? Of an ex-president who is running for 2024 and he's sitting at a table with people he doesn't know. Like, yeah, why is it that someone invited to Mar-a-Lago can just like bring along a bunch of friends? Yeah. And they're just like, oh, yeah, they're with me. Come and then on. also quickly go to the airport. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, it's, he's doing the classic Trump move of insisting that he didn't know what a piece of shit someone he met with was while also not denouncing or even acknowledging that they are a piece of shit. Kind of brilliant, but it's the typical Trump move. Will this hurt him? Ah, probably not, though it is yet another reason for the more mainstream, respectable conservative media apparatus to shift their focus away from Trump and onto someone with seemingly less baggage like Ron DeSantis, yeah. who may or may not have tortured uh, inmates at Guantanamo Bay, according we to don't know. reports. We don't know. But they, if it's true, they'd love him for it. Yes. But uh, yeah, you know, trying to push back on Trump, that was not enough to stop Trump the first time. Uh, they they all pushed back on him until it was clear that he was going to get the nomination, and then they, they fell right in line. So the 2024 election's really already shaping up to be at least as much of a shit show as the 2016 and 2020 elections, as is tradition. Yeah. Cool. Great time. But now let's shift focus away from the far right insanity in our country to far right insanity up in our neighbor to the north, Canada. America's half. You're not getting off so easy, Canada. Mm -mm, mm -mm. You're coming along this ride with us. Yeah. We have an update to a story we talked about a while back regarding Romana DiDulo, a.k.a. the QAnon Queen of Canada, who has managed to convince hundreds and possibly thousands of Canadians that she is, in fact, their queen. This has resulted in many of her followers having their utilities turned off for lack of payment, because, of course, Queen Romana decreed that utility bills are illegal, which the utility companies, they seem to have not gotten the memo on. Hmm. The, the decree did not pass my desk. She also very notably ordered her supporters to perform citizens' arrests on cops, which, of course, resulted in dozens of those supporters being arrested by the very cops that they tried to arrest themselves. While, while live streaming the whole thing to the Internet. Yeah. Uh, it's very embarrassing. Uh, anyways, last we checked, Queen, uh, Queen Romana had rented an RV from an unsuspecting couple who were alarmed to discover that Queen Romana was driving the RV pretty much nonstop across all of Canada, rather than simply going on a camping trip or something. And then they had their personal info released when they complained about it. Uh, 
doesn't seem like a fun time for an unsuspecting couple. The story of how they like they you know they just had this shit up on Facebook Marketplace and they they came over like everything's normal and then they saw them put a decal on the RV and they're like what the fuck is that and they like went to the website probably nothing and they're like oh no oh no. <laughs> They just, that alone, did more due diligence than <laughs> the people attending Mar-a-Lago yeah. yeah, that's true. Anyways, here's Vice with an update. The couple says they weren't able to get help from the RCMP and were forced to just wait. Then suddenly, the LeBlancs got a text in early November informing them that the RV had been dropped off at a gas station some 200 kilometers or 120 miles from their Manitoba home. The couple drove out there, relieved that the dispute was over, but worried about what was waiting for them. When they pulled up to the gas station, LeBlanc said she could tell instantly something was wrong with the vehicle. Truthfully, I couldn't even drive behind it because it sat at such an unlevel angle on the road. It was just so frustrating. I couldn't even watch it, said LeBlanc. I had to drive in front of the RV on the way home because I was like, I can't look at this for two hours. First of all, the RV wasn't sitting square on the ground, meaning that something had likely gone wrong in the suspension. Then the couple realized in the sparse message they received from the Queen's team, they were never told where the keys were left and looked forever to find them and had to use a spare set. They would find the keys later taped underneath the RV after they arrived home. They just left it in a mess. They didn't bother to clean out their food or the garbage or some of their supplies, LeBlanc said. The slide is completely damaged. It can't be opened or closed. There are issues with suspension. Inside, there was like food everywhere. I think there was a sleeping bag they left behind. They left their sardines, naturally. Yeah, the stinkiest fish. She loves the sardines. She makes all of them eat the sardines. Yeah. It's the, the food of queens. Look, it's not bad. Not as bad as you would think based By on itself, pop just culture. out of the can, I don't know. You got to really have a, a real salt craving to yeah. want some sardines. Well, she does. She does. The salt of her enemies. Uh, anyways, once they had a chance to fully assess the damage, it was extensive and repairs will likely cost thousands of dollars. They discovered that the RV's mileage was, of course, double what Queen Romana had paid for. And that's money that the LeBlancs are pretty sure they're never going to get back. And I would agree with them on that. Yeah, Cut just let it, let it go. Meanwhile, Queen Romana has successfully grifted nearly enough money from her followers to cover the costs of her own $62,000 RV. So for now, the only RV she and her minions will be destroying is her own, at least until it fully breaks down and they head back to Facebook Marketplace to make another unsuspecting victim's life a complete hell. Yeah, if you're a Canadian with an RV, make sure that, um, you know, do your due diligence. Yeah. Don't let this woman get anywhere near your RV because she will leave, she will leave stinky fish smell everywhere and your suspension is going to be fucked up. And uh, yeah, you're not going to like it. I feel like because it's such a national story and now international story that the insurance company should just pay them out for this RV. It's very public what happened to it. Yeah, you would think, but the insurance companies are evil. and uh, True. And they'll find a way out of it. Just use it as marketing. Be like, yeah, we took the L on this one. And, and we'll L, take the L on you next time. Yeah, but L means love. Yeah. Love for Canadians. <laughs> yeah, we take L so you don't have when to. When your cars get fucked up out there, we take the L. Part of your insurance is knowing that Canadians are feral beings. They will ravage an automobile yeah. just, like a, just like a gopher will. Canadians might seem like the more respectable, more low-key version of their neighbors to the south, but that's only because the colder weather keeps them much like... Uh, transporting insects. The colder weather keeps them docile. Docile. Yes. Things warm They're up. Actually, much more feral. Gets crazy. <laughs> anyway, we've got the headlines out of the show coming right up. But first, this episode is sponsored by Bespoke Post. Gear up for winter with Bespoke Post and their new seasonal lineup of must-have box of awesome collections. Bespoke Post partners with small businesses and emerging brands to bring you the most unique goods every month. 
like the polished box with everything you need to take care of your dress shoes, or the fillet box, which comes with two high-quality knives to up your chef game. No matter what you have going on this season, Box of Awesome has you covered. From camping gear essentials to travel must-haves and cocktail kits, Box of Awesome has everything you need for winter. Yeah, they sent me uh, some some really good stuff recently. I got uh, some nice whiskey glasses. I don't drink anymore, but uh, previously they had sent me some non-alcoholic like mixer thing, and mm. it's it's really good. It gets the vibe being able to hold the the glasses and. I don't know. It's like really, they, they sent me some unique stuff that I wouldn't buy for myself. Yeah, I got a box with a, a really useful multi-purpose knife for camping and gardening. It came with a bird call that I, Ooh. I use all the time. It works. They sent me like a regular knife with no utility, but it's cool looking. So I like yeah, it. Nothing wrong with a knife. Always yeah. good to have a knife. So to get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. Each box is valued at around $70, but you only pay a fraction of that price. Plus, with each Box of Awesome, you're supporting small business. 90% of everything that comes in your Box of Awesome is from a small, up-and-coming brand. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel anytime. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code WEIRD at checkout. That is boxofawesome.com, code WEIRD, for 20% off your first box. boxofawesome.com, code WEIRD. This episode is also sponsored by Athletic Greens, a product that we both literally use every day. Every morning. Yeah, because getting all your proper vitamins, minerals, and probiotics is important. And rather than swallowing a bunch of vitamin supplements, Athletic Greens gives your body everything that it needs while also tasting great. Starting the day with a scoop of AG1 is honestly more important than that first cup of coffee at this point. So what is this green stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. And unlike a lot of multivitamin supplements that just go right on through you, these are high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover. It cost him $100 a day. Athletic Greens costs less than $3 a day. And you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. And it's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com weird. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash weird to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, now let's get into the weirdest, craziest headlines from around the world this week, starting with... Posing like American farmers is the latest trend among Chinese influencers. We, they, do, we do love our farm culture here. They, uh, I guess, apparently previous trends in just the past few months uh, has been going to the one Costco location in all of China, which is in the middle of Beijing, and like dressing like American influencers and taking your picture in front of it and posting like just uh, here in Los Angeles. Yeah, oh, I like, have seen that. that West Coast life. I have seen the <laughs> impersonating as if you're in America stuff, but yeah. I haven't seen. Is that what they're trying to do with the, this as well? Yeah. And then the other one was uh, the American high school trend where they dress up like characters from like Clueless, basically like American high school movies that have made it over there. And I guess they don't have lockers in Chinese high schools. The only place that has similar lockers is uh, Ikea has lockers to put your, like, bags in. So they go down to the Ikea and pose at the Ikea, like, locker stalls, pretending like they're taking their books out and, like, on my way to class. Look, this is goofy as hell, but everyone <laughs> does that here, too. They rent out fake planes. Yeah. There, there's an entire studio 
that's not too far from like the Burbank airport that is literally built for Instagram influencers. There's a plane. There's well, it wasn't uh, built for that. I've actually I worked on a student film that filmed there, but uh, oh, they, well, they're they, making a great side income on. Uh, yeah, because they have that. like a five star luxury uh, suite thing there. They, yeah. and you can like slide any background you want in and yeah. out of it. It's and crazy. They, when they when they film scenes and movies that take place on planes, they're not actually in the air. Oh, did you know that? Everyone, <laughs> they're actually just on the ground. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this is this is similar to the those was it Polish people dressing up like. Uh, Americans mm. for that like weird LARPing thing. Oh yeah, like yeah, the yeah. Small town America LARP. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's always funny to see how like other countries like perceive like American culture is like. Okay, do do your best American impression. They're like, here I am on my farm with my with my hat and my hey. It's me, Arthur Fonzarelli. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. So um, I don't know. In, I guess enjoy it while we can because in ten years it's gonna be us. Our kids impersonating China's influencers, trying to be more like them. They're like, this is totally me in, uh, you know, Shanghai. <laughs> yeah. So, end of an era, yeah. Herschel Walker blames wife's awful genes for son being an ugly baby. And that son he's talking about is, of course, Christian Walker. Yeah. Uh, who he said, to- this, this clip's from, like, years ago, but someone found it recently. But he, uh, he was talking to a room full of, like, Marines or something. Telling this, like, long-winded... Every anecdote this guy says is like Grandpa Simpson describing tying yeah. an onion to his belt. Like, I don't know what he started off talking about. I don't know if he brought it back to any sort of point, but he was talking about how when his son Christian was born, his head was weird-shaped because his wife's genes are bad. And so every night, Herschel would massage his son's head into more of a normal shape, and he was successful at it because Christian's head turned out normal in the end. Cool, a totally normal story that normal dads tell. Yeah, we should put this man in the Senate so he can tell these kinds of stories uh, in the during con- a filibuster in the congressional. Right? Yeah, this man—that's why they want King him. of the filibuster. This man can filibuster like none other. Yeah, he can. He can just talk and talk and talk. We've, we've cracked the code. We know why. Holy he is being... shit! That's why. Yeah. yeah. Just I'll get Herschel up there to tell one of his wacky long stories that don't go anywhere. Uh, but I, it, it is it is kind of funny that. This exists because it shows he can be like, no, I've hated my son for yeah. a long time. I hated my son long before I found out he I was, said he was, he was ugly. gay. I, I said he was ugly years ago. Yeah. So uh, Christian Walker's been laying low since the election. I, I can't wait for him to come back. He's, it's dark Christian time. Yeah. Because he was he was in he was with his dad for a long time, and then he finally hit a breaking point where he uh, now he's he's still extremely conservative. He he obviously he, he's I think he's he just hedging his bets that, yeah. on how the runoff goes. Yeah. I guess. But he has uh, he has thrown his dad under the bus and his dad has thrown him under the bus. So very excited where Christian Walker goes next. Yes. Over a thousand pounds of marijuana vanished in India. Police are blaming hungry rats. I mean, rats, they they do be hungry. Could be. Could be uh, rats. That's a lot of weed. Though. A thousand pounds of weed. That's like a room full of weed. Yeah. Um, I would assume those, that, those rats probably didn't go very far. I'm yeah, sure they're right around the corner. I would assume the amount of poop that eating a thousand pounds of marijuana would generate would be um, noticeable. Um, you know, you'd, you'd smell it. You'd be you'd be able to be like, what's that horrible smell? Oh, it's the rats eating some of the marijuana. You wouldn't mm-hmm. discover that all one thousand. What pounds smells like skunk and shit? Yeah. yeah. So, um. Uh, if you if if you ask me, these cops are lying. They uh, you know they they the, the weed either never never existed or they sold it. Yeah, I was gonna say even <laughs> it, like the the idea that uh, they stole, distributed it, and smoked it themselves is unrealistic. <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, 
But I, I love the excuse. Yeah. Your Honor, these rats. You, you've dealt with rats before. Well, imagine... They'll eat anything. Imagine a couple hundred rats. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a good excuse. Where's the proof? How you gonna, yeah, prove me wrong. Yeah. Blind man fined for colliding with car while drunk on bicycle. Well, you ever get so drunk that you 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 think you can see things? Well, that's what this this guy got so drunk he thought he could see things, which he hasn't been able to do for a long time. This is obviously extremely dangerous and should never be done under any circumstances. But I bet it felt so cool. But at least he was on a bicycle and not driving a car. Well, I mean, with a with a bike you get on it sort of like with a car, especially the cars these days. Too many buttons, you don't know where anything is. The bike, you know, it's like riding a bike. Ding, 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 so, here I come. Uh, yeah, I bet he felt, it had to have felt cool for the brief moment before he collided with a car. Because yeah. they got the wind. It's like that It's like that 90s movie, City of Angels, uh, where, spoiler alert, um, Meg Ryan, she's just so happy with her boyfriend, Nicolas Cage, that mm. she she's biking down a hill and closes her eyes for <laughs> seemingly, like, a whole minute and uh, dies in a, by getting hit by a car. That is a, a main plot point of that movie. That is not a comedy. It takes, it's, uh, it takes itself very seriously. And the main character dies from uh, riding a bike with her eyes closed for like a very, very long time. As someone who has gone uh, away from the city streets and into the mountains because of uh, multiple horrific interactions with cars, don't fucking ride drunk, everyone watching. Yeah, you're also like... As much as you think, you're like... You're dead you're, sober, you are about to get killed at every point. Yeah, just don't do it. Yeah, so having any lapse on your reaction time, like cars are already trying to kill you. The, this guy's lucky that he just got to find... So next time this blind man, should he should try biking sober, is what you're saying. Yes, yeah. Give it another shot. No, because you can ride yeah. without hands and eyes. You just use the, the echolocation. echolocation. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's see it. He He's probably not even really blind. He's just blind drunk. That's right. Yeah. San Francisco police propose using robots capable of deadly force. Wow. Well, that's the, Those... They've really tried everything, haven't they? I love this headline because it once again demonstrates the, the truth about San Francisco, uh, which is not that it's some fucking like woke hippie uh, like utopia or whatever they're trying to paint it as. It is, uh, it is a hellscape. It is a, a dystopian city that literally wants homeless people to die. Yes. And uh, will they'll be, do it in needlessly mean ways. Yeah, like you know, it's they they would be the first city to deploy a RoboCop. Yes, and do it wokely. Yeah, and admit it as much. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think for now they're just like they wanted to authorize the law. So like you know, if there's some way, if there's ever a way to use a robot to uh, to use lethal force on a criminal so that it doesn't put an officer's life in danger, that's the only time we'll use it. Well, guess what? Cops say their lives are in danger all the fucking time. Every situation they find themselves in, their lives are in danger. So you just authorized uh, RoboCop, basically. Very cool. Very excited to see where this goes. Well, that way they can dial in the exact amount of time that the robot can step on someone's neck before it becomes a problem. Yeah. The only saving grace here is um, good luck getting up them hills, robots. San Francisco, not a very flat city. Going to be tumbling down those streets. Well, now that the cops don't have to walk up them, they're going to get even doughier. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Brazil's reclusive Bolsonaro has a skin infection. Cannot wear pants. Man, this guy's health. He is he's a, a medical anomaly. He, yeah, he's the sickest man to ever live, much less rule over a country. He must just love doctors and hospitals because, like, it just seems like he's constantly finding things wrong with himself. But 
I don't know, it's weird. It's very weird. He's the sickest man who ever lived. If he's away from a hospital too long, he goes to an emu farm. Yeah, bite me, come on. Let me, I wanna know how it feels again. <coughs> Sorry. But yeah, he lost. I don't know if we mentioned that. He fucking lost. And he did concede eventually. Oh, did he? Finally? I believe so, yeah. I think, so maybe that was more recently, but this article when it came out, they're like, yeah, he made like one speech kind of like acknowledging, oh, but like okay, maybe not, that was it. not actually conceding. Um, and he's like, he's like trying to do the Trump stolen election thing. And like a lot of his supporters are getting into it, but it's just like, it doesn't really, doesn't have the same momentum that it would up here. Well, like, and it's hard to like rally your supporters when you're like seeing a doctor about a skin rash that stops you from putting pants on. Right. Yeah. Like, are we sure this is the guy we want to rally around and fight for us? The guy who cannot wear pants? Yeah. But yeah, the whole like stolen election thing, it's like Rio de Janeiro looked like, like the night they announced the results that Lula da Silva had won and Bolsonaro had lost. Like, I've never seen a city like that fucking happy. It was like, oh, you're going to come out and say like, oh, this, uh, this is all yeah. fake. Uh, yeah. Sorry. You can't. Yeah. So I mean, uh, Brazil does know how to party. They do know how to party. I wish this World Cup was back in Brazil instead of in Qatar. Yeah. Uh, they do not know how to party in Qatar. Except for that weird, you see that English guy? He's like, we went looking for beers. And then the sheik pulled up and we got in his Mercedes and he took us to his uh, palace and I hung out with his lion. Meanwhile, like everyone's like, can't say <laughs> that. You won't be invited back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least Ugh. they didn't say the sheik's name. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. It was Muhammad something. Well, that, that really that's what they would say. Down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't been watching much. It seems pretty, uh, pretty boring, the coverage, and nothing really. I'm just waiting till it gets a little more exciting. Yeah, I'm waiting until the, the group stage. Yeah, yeah, right now I'm at the, yeah, I'm protesting the World Cup. Yeah. Uh, I, but because it's not I couldn't right possibly now. support such, a, uh, such an event that, you know, st- it, it just, the, I, I care about human rights. And that's why I'm skipping um, the qualifying stage of the World Cup. Yes, only the finals. I'll be tuning into the rest. Of course. The yes. qualifying stage. Uh, it is cool that America is officially equally good at soccer as England. Yeah. That's awesome. It's yeah. official. England is just as good at soccer as the United States, and we're just as good as they are. It'll never change. Yep. In fact, we might get better. Yeah. Sorry, England. Now that LAFC is the MLS champion, yeah. uh, we have even more to prove now. Well, most of our players play for other countries, though, right? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I'm sure most of like England's players come here to retire and play for our teams because it it takes no skill, apparently, if you're a soccer player. But whatever. We're we're still just as good. We are equally good. Mm -hmm. Anti-woke bank shuts down after less than three months. All these banks, they're too woke. All the social justice banks like Bank of America, always with their blue hair, blue checkmark. They're uh, they're always uh, they're, they're they're using their pronouns. Fucking Wells Fargo. I can't think of anything more uh, communist yeah. than banks. banks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is... I, I, I've read about this a bunch of times over the last couple months as it was became a thing and became not a thing. I don't know what they see as too woke in the traditional banking sphere. I, the only like actual example I could find is that uh, a lot of the banks have taken on like responsible governance initiatives where they're like trying not to invest their holdings too much in like oil and gas companies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're, they're trying to invest more in like green energy and stuff like that. But like, that's the only thing. But, uh, well, they also, they want to be part of an exclusive club. Right. And you, this and was, this was, this was the freedom phone 
of banks. Like, yes, exactly. All the all the same grifters, like Candace Owens, Peter Thiel, they all got behind and they're like, finally a bank for real Americans. But like, I don't see, it wasn't any different from what the other banks did. Uh, in fact, what the other banks did actually worked. What these people built um, couldn't last more than three months. Well, the good thing about this one is uh, you didn't even need a password. You just had to type out the N-word to log in. That's right. Yes. Oh, this guy gets it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome. Because if they're woke, they would never write that. Exactly. It keeps people out. They'd malfunction. Yes. So, yeah. That's and that's how, why it shut down. You don't need to store your passwords. You mm -hmm. just type the N-word. That's after the midterms. Everyone's like, oh, I can't really type the N-word anymore. Seems like we don't. Seems like the party isn't the same as it was a week ago. I'm just not feeling it anymore. Mm -hmm. I used to love typing the N-word and then just. Just kind of lost its fun. It used to be so fun. <clears throat> Lawyers debate whether Nazism led to Holocaust as Montreal hate speech trial resumes. Got to take this back to first principles. So yeah. uh, listen, Your Honor, my client has uh, said that uh, the Holocaust didn't happen. But if it did, it would have been awesome. And uh, what you what the uh, prosecutor needs to prove is is not only that the Holocaust happened, but that it had anything to do with Nazis. I, I mean, there's a lot of assumptions going into the court's argument here. I mean, I've heard of the Holocaust, I've heard of the Nazis. What's the connection? You got to prove it or else my client is innocent. Well, eye-opening to everyone in the court, I guess, to, to have a wonderful historical retelling of, uh, well, you know, maybe someone will learn something, I guess. The, the world's longest trial. It's going to be like years long while they go through all the records. And yes. Like, okay, we fully concluded that not only are you guilty, but also that the Holocaust happened and the Nazis did it. I guess I'm we can close the book on this. <laughs> yeah, Immediately another hate crime happens. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, geez. We got to do the whole thing over again. Well, at once after a couple times, they'll really get it dialed in to where they'll, have, they'll be like, we, five hours, we'll have this trial done. Yeah. We'll streamline it. Yeah. And we'll record it for, uh, you know, the Canadian broadcast channel so everyone can watch it and understand. That would be good. Yeah. Your Honor, uh, aliens built the pyramids. And that is the extent of my yeah. historical knowledge. Unless you can prove otherwise. Yeah. Fisherman catches 67-pound goldfish. <laughs> this thing's a fucking monster. It was three months since the local county fair, and uh, this I pond is like full I, of them. I knew that goldfish could grow like a, this little, big, I a little bit bigger, depending on the size of the cage. This one, massive. Biggest fucking goldfish I've ever seen in my life. Does it even resemble a goldfish anymore? Yeah, really? It's still gold. Like It's I, just larger? So, well, so goldfish are literally just carp that the Chinese bred uh -huh. to be small and gold, like, thousands of years ago. Um, they're, they're designer fish. Like pugs? Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, I, f I thought that, I'm like, oh, maybe once they get bigger, they lose the goldness. Oh, this, this fish is fucking gold. Wow. So, Damn. Very cool. So it's, uh, it's almost a shame that he had to catch it. How much, imagine how big it could get if you let it, let it stay out there. You should put it in a gigantic cellophane bag and take it uh, to try to return it. The biggest bag ever, yeah. Yeah, yeah, try to return it somewhere. <laughs> take it to the, the Pyramid Bass Pro Shop. Yeah. I'm unsatisfied with my goldfish purchase. I'd like to... I'm going to need a forklift to get it out of the back of my truck. <laughs> uh, final headline. Menacing wild turkeys, led by Kevin, are taking a New England city for themselves. Okay, is Kevin a human or is it Kevin McAllister or is Kevin the turkey? Kevin leader? is uh, the, the leader of the turkeys. He is, is a turkey, though. He is the bad turkey, but he, ah. Kevin is a bad influence on the local turkeys. According to these people in this little Massachusetts town, they're like, you know, we used to coexist with the turkeys. We had wild turkeys all around. I mean, this is it's New England. Everything was fine. And then Kevin came along. And Kevin's been amping up all these other turkeys, getting them all riled wild up. up. And now, and like people share like photos and videos. They're like, they, they go to their front door to try to like leave their house. And there's just Kevin sitting there. And like, they can't leave. Because if you, a, a, a turkey will fuck you up. 
If yeah, it could, you, uh, it very, it if could be very, it could be Yeah, if a turkey's mad at you, they will fuck you up. They've killed people. If it's life and death, yeah, I could take a turkey. But, uh, uh, you know, if I'm just going about my business and get randomly attacked, yeah, if you're, if you're not ready for it, they can hurt you. Uh, but yeah, like they'll, they'll, they'll pull over, park their car, and they can't get out because there's a fucking turkey right outside, like giving them, mean mugging them. And it's all Kevin's fault. So did they like... Do like a hunting thing for Thanksgiving or what? No, I don't know if I don't know if they're allowed to hunt these turkeys. They should I don't know what the rules they are. They should be like, okay, one time we're gonna let you kill Kevin. Uh, j- yeah, just a picture of Kevin. You may hunt turkeys, but only this wanted. Only this, this turkey. Yeah. And uh, I had yeah. a turkey for Thanksgiving that the family raised and slaughtered and cooked. Yeah, you were staying at Zuckerberg's house. Yes. <laughs> Over at Mark Zuckerberg. It's no, but they named delicious. it. They named it too, and its name was Ken. Ken. Yeah, and they were referring to it by its name while we were eating it. See, that's weird. Like, if I'm... I thought it was kind of cool. If I'm raising an animal for this, the express purposes of eating it, I'm not giving that fucker a name. Yeah, sure. There's, that's, that is, that's something I do for pets. Animals I, I want to have a Well, it was their pet. I, see, I don't, I don't get that. There would be no affection between me and an animal I plan on eating. I don't want to forge bonds here. I didn't come here to make friends, and neither did they. I think maybe after the first two or three times, you might be like, you might be on in, an, in some kind of mutual agreement that it hasn't agreed to, but you have, where it's like, I'm going to be cool with you. I, for would, like I would respect yes, the animal, of course, obviously, yeah. but I wouldn't be friendly with the animal. That would be weird. Yeah. Especially, well, it was, it was especially was deli- if I had Kevin. kids and stuff, I wouldn't want them getting any weird ideas and, and feeling weird about me murdering Kevin. In Ken was delicious. I'm sure he was. Succulent, juicy. That's a freshly killed, not frozen. And taken uh, wonderful care of. Yeah. Very uh, focused on. That's that's good. Yeah. I would treat the bird right, obviously. I'd want him to have the best the best life, but I would not make friends with the turkey. You're giving that bird specifically the best turkey life probably possible outside of, uh, you know, running yeah. a troop of turkeys wild in New England. But we're not going to be on a first name basis. All right. You are my prisoner. You're my future Thanksgiving dinner. They did say he took the blade well, like he didn't expect it, because why would he? The family loves me. Oh, uh, yeah, that's damn. Damn. Hey, but look, if you can't slaughter your own food, you have no business eating it. I guess. I'm sorry I didn't slaughter the, like, fish that you ate. The uh, Alaskan salmon that I had for uh, my Thanksgiving dinner, because fuck turkey. Next year, I'll go up to Alaska and get that salmon myself. I think you should. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's great. Because, you know, I I could go down to Santa Monica and catch whatever fish they have there, but it would poison me and I'd probably fucking die. Yeah. You want to eat fish, you you can't get them down around here. Also, it's possible to do both. I'm doing, like, I've been trying to eat more vegan food. Obviously, I had the turkey. But, like, that's the thing is my, my dad brought it up when I was home, too. He's just like, oh, I thought you were vegan. And so I was like, why can't I just, like, be better? Yeah. Can I just be better about eating meat? I'm Eventually, I'll get there, maybe. People are so weird about that. It's, like, either off or on. It's yeah. so strange. Yeah. Um. I guess I get it. But also, like, if you're doing a little bit better, you should feel good about that. Yeah. But people don't allow you to. So if you're trying, I feel, you know, you're doing a great job. Well, anyway, yeah. I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. I'm sure it was wonderful, and there were no arguments over the dinner table, and everyone just enjoyed watching Paula Abdul uh, dance on that float. My favorite meme from Thanksgiving, it was like, it's just a stock photo or whatever of a guy like eating. It was just like me during Thanksgiving while my uncle explains uh, Elon Musk and Twitter, a topic that I have like vociferously devoured for like the last like three weeks. Pretending that I'm hearing this all for the first time. Yeah, luckily, the most engaged conversation I had was about Artemis uh, going to the moon. Nice. Yeah, that was. I was like, this is the most refreshing 
conversation ever. Yeah. Yeah. So that was good. It was nice, good. Nice. There you go. Well, we hope you had a good uh, Thanksgiving. We'll be back, of course. It's now it's officially time. Elliot can put his Santa ding, hat on. Dong, ding, dong. Oh, the weather outside is. You get it. Yeah. I get Look, I think it's great. Elliot, it's do finally I hear, time. Do I hear jingle bells off in the distance? Yeah. It's time to fight another war on Christmas. That's and right. I think it's going to be a good one for we you. We need to defend our institutions. That's right. Thank you for your service watching our show. Make sure you like the video. Leave a comment if you want. But yeah, subscribe to the channel. 230,000. Wow. We've jumped. Wow. I don't know if we're at 230 yet, but you'll make it happen. We're like 100 away. It's a Christmas miracle. Ha, ha, ha. Bye. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.